Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Ram Goldhari and today we're Masechus Ksubis Daf Yud Tes, the second parak Haisha Shini Sarmola. The Zichud Masechus Ksubis program has been generously sponsored as a schus for Hakazachas Torah. So the three daps are going to focus on number one. Review is said in the name of Rav. If one says concerning a loan document, this is a document written on trust. He's not believed. Rush explains that the loan never took place. Rather, the borrower wrote it and gave it to the lender in anticipation of the loan and trusted that the lender would not try to collect payment unless the loan occurred, but then the lender broke his trust. The borrower seeks to clarify who said it was a shtar amana. It's obvious that if the borrower said it, he would not be believed. And if the lender said it, why should he not be believed? And if the witnesses said it, if their handwriting can be authenticated, why should they not be believed? And if it cannot be authenticated, why should they be believed? Rav said the borrower said it, and this is in accordance with Rav Huna's ruling, If one concedes that he drafted a document, the holder does not need to have it certified. Abai said the lender sent it, and the reason he's not believed is that his admission is detrimental to others. This would be the case when he has his own creditors who want to use this note to collect from him. Ravashi brings his rationale that it's the witnesses who said it. Point him to Rav Yishuban Levi said, It's also for a person referring to a lender to keep a paid-up loan document in his house. As the Pasuk says, Let not injustice dwell in your tent. In Eretz Yisrael, they said in the name of Rav, when the Pasuk begins, If there is a perversion in your hand, Put it far away. This is a reference to a shtar mana and document written on persuasion. This is a false loan note that the holder of it persuaded a friend to write to give the impression that the holder of the note is wealthy. When the Pasuk states, Let not injustice dwell in your tent. This refers to a paid-up note. The Gemara clarifies that according to Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, who called the shtar parua, a paid-up loan document, an injustice, all the more so he holds the shtar amana as an injustice. And according to the one who called the shtar amana an injustice, does not consider a shtar perua an injustice, for sometimes the lender keeps it as collateral for his payment to the sofa who wrote the note. This occurs when the lovid did not have the means to pay for the note, and the malva paid it for him. And pointing with Rav Nachman said, witnesses who signed a loan document, who later said, amana hayu devarenu, our words of testimony were written on trust, meaning on a document for a loan that would take place later, they're not believed. This is because it's illegal to sign such a document. And so the Adim are incriminating themselves. If they had said, Our words of testimony were preceded by a notification of non-intent by the owner, they're not believed. Here the witnesses testify that before they signed, the seller indicated he was being coerced to sell and did not want the sale to be effective. They signed to help save the seller from the situation. Rush explains they're not believed because their later testimony cannot invalidate the signed document held by the lender. Marba Ravashi said in the case of Moda'a, they are believed. Why? This is because they're permitted to sign such a document to rescue the seller from the buyer's threats. So once again, the three points are number one. Review to set in the name of Rav. If one says concerning a loan document, this is a document written on trust, he's not believed. Rush explains that the loan never took place. Rather, the borrower wrote it and gave it to the lender in anticipation of the loan and trusted that the lender would not try to collect payment unless the loan occurred, but then the lender broke his trust. The borrower seeks to clarify who said it was a shtar amana. It's obvious that if the borrower said it, he would not be believed. And if the lender said it, why should he not be believed? And if the witnesses said it, if their handwriting can be authenticated, why should they not be believed? And if it cannot be authenticated, why should they be believed? Rav said the borrower said it. And this is in accordance with Rav Huna's ruling, If one concedes that he drafted a document, the holder does not need to have it certified. 
Abai said, don't understand. And the reason he's not believed is that his admission is detrimental to others. This would be the case when he has his own creditors who want to use this note to collect from him. Ravashi brings his rationale that it's the witnesses who said it. Point number to Rabbi Shubin Levi said, It's also for a person referring to a lender to keep a paid-up loan document in this house. As the Pasuk says, Let not injustice dwell in your tent. In Eretz Yisrael, they said in the name of Rav, when the Pasuk begins, If there is a perversion in your hand, Put it far away. This is a reference to a star mana and document written on persuasion. This is a false loan note that the holder of it persuaded a friend to write to give the impression that the holder of the note is wealthy. When the Pasuk states, Let not injustice dwell in your tent, this refers to a paid-up note. The Gemara clarifies that according to Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, who called the star parua, a paid-up loan document, an injustice, all the more so he holds the shtar amana as an injustice. And according to the one who called the shtar amana an injustice, does not consider a shtar perua an injustice, for sometimes the lender keeps it as collateral for his payment to the sofa who wrote the note. This occurs when the lova did not have the means to pay for the note, and the malva paid it for him. And pointing with you, Rav Nachman said, Witnesses who signed a loan document, who later said, Amana hayu Our words of testimony were written on trust, meaning on a document for a loan that would take place later, they're not believed. This is because it's illegal to sign such a document. And so the Adim are incriminating themselves. If they had said, Our words of testimony were preceded by a notification of non-intent by the owner, they're not believed. Here the witnesses testify that before they signed, the seller indicated he was being coerced to sell and did not want the sale to be effective. They signed to help save the seller from the situation. Rashi explains they're not believed because their later testimony cannot invalidate the signed document held by the lender. Marba Ravashi said in the case of Moda, they are believed. Why? This is because they're permitted to sign such a document to rescue the seller from the buyer's threats. All right, so now we go to our Simradav Yates, and her standard simon is a yacht. A yacht. So here goes. The famous detective who came on board the yacht to figure out if the borrower, lender, or Adim shouted the words, Shtar Amanuzeh, and had the cabin searched for Shtar Amanuz, Paruz, and Pasim was in for a big surprise when two men claimed he coerced someone to sell him his magnifying glass, and although they signed the star, declared, Moda Hayu Devarenu. Once again, it's slow motion. The famous detective who came on board the yacht, the yacht, that must mourn Duff, Yutes. The famous detective who came on board the yacht to figure out if the borrower, or lender, or aid him shouted the words, Shtar Aman which reminds us, if you just said in the name of Rav, HaOmer Shtar Aman if one says concerning a loan document, this is a document written on trust, he's not believed. Rush explains that the loan never took place. Rather, the borrower wrote it and gave it to the lender in anticipation of the loan and trusted that the lender would not try to collect payment unless the loan occurred, but then the lender broke his trust. The Gemara seeks to clarify who said it was a star mana. Was it the Lova, the Malva, or the Aiding? So the famous detective who came on board the yacht to figure out if the borrower, lender, or Aiding shouted the words, Shtar Amana Huzeh, and had the cabin searched for Shtar Amanas, Paruas, and Pasim, which reminds us of Yeshub and Levi said, Beso. It's also for a person referring to a lender to keep a paid-up loan document in his house. As the Pasuk says, Let not injustice dwell in your tent. So the famous detective who came on board the yacht to figure out if the boar, lender, or aiding shouted the words, Shtar Amanu Huzeh, and had the cabin searched for Shtar Amanu's Peruas and Pasim, was in for a big surprise when two men claimed he coerced someone to sell him his magnifying glass, and although they signed the star, declared, 
Modahayu Devarenu, which reminds us, Rav Nachman said, Edimu signed a loan document, and later said, Modahayu Devarenu, our words of testimony were preceded by a notification of non-intent by the owner, they're not believed. Here, though, Adim testified that before they signed, the seller indicated he was being coerced to sell and did not want the sale to be effective. They signed to help save the seller from the situation. They're not believed because their later testimony cannot invalidate the signed document held by the lender. Marbur Ravashi said, in the case of the Modan, they are believed. This is because they are permitted to sign such a document to rescue the seller from the buyer's threats. So once again, the famous detective who came on board the yacht to figure out if the Boer lender or Adim shouted the words Shtar Amanu Huzer and had the cabin searched for Shtar Amanu's Peru's and Passing was in for a big surprise when two men claimed he coerced someone to sell him his magnifying glass and although they signed the letter declared Modahayu de Varenu. All right, now it's time for Four Bagabat Chazara. Daftezvav, so the similar Daftezvav is a fruit bowl. So here goes. It was a dark day when the majority of Jewish caravans carrying fruit bowls, fruit bowls, that must mean we're on Daftezvav, Tubashvat, fruit. It was a dark day when the majority of Jewish caravans carrying fruit bowls rolled into the town with the majority of Jews for a young girl who was violated, which reminds us of Yeshua rule that a young girl who was violated was permitted to marry Cohen because the incident took place when the majority of the town had good yuchas and the majority of caravans coming to the market were Jewish. Therefore, there were two majorities. The Gemara concludes that my last the rabbi set a high standard in yuchas cases regarding a Cohen and in the case of a Suffolk, whether someone is fit for the kohuna, two majorities are required. So it was a dark day day when the majority of Jewish caravans carrying fruit bowls rolled into the town with the majority of Jews for a young girl was violated. And then someone threw a heavy fruit bowl into a group of nine Jews and one Nachri and killed a Jew, which reminds us the source for Kol Kabul Kamexal Mexadami is the pus regarding a murderer, Ba'ar of Lov Kamalov, and ambushes him and rises up against him. And it was taught in the base midrash of Rabbi Yanai, Pratlazurik, Evangelgo, that the pusk is coming to exclude from capital punishment one who throws a stone into a group of people consisting of Jews and Kananim and he kills a Jew. The more clarifies that the Pusks needed in the case where there are nine Jews in the group and one Kanani. The person who threw the rock is not killed because the Kanani is considered stationed in place, Kavua, and any Suffolk relating to something Kavua is treated as having a probability of 50-50. So it was a dark day when the majority of Jewish caravans carrying fruit bowls rolled into the town with the majority of Jews for a young girl was violated. And then someone threw a heavy fruit bowl into a group of nine Jews and one Nachri and killed a Jew, right next to where a little baby was found abandoned inside. A fruit bowl. Which reminds me, we learned that if one found an abandoned child in the city, if Rova the residents are Nachrim, he's a Nachri and can be fed in the Velas. If Rova the residents are Jews, he's a Jew regarding Hashavah's Aveda, returning lost objects. Maxal Maxi Yisrael, if half the residents are Jews and half are Nachrim, he is treated as a Jew with regards to damages, such as paying half damages for a tom. Dav Tezain. So the similar Dav Tezain is toes. So here goes. The two acrobats with the large toes. Toes? That must be more on Dav Tezain. The two acrobats with the large toes who performed a trapeze act at a wedding and were aiding that the call down below went out with a veil, which reminds us, the opening mission of the second parak stated, A woman who is widowed or divorced is claiming her ksuba. She says, you married me as a basula and you owe me a ksuba of 200 zuz. And he says, no, I married you as an almana and I only owe you 100 zuz. If there are witnesses that she went out with the hinuma and her hair down, her ksuba is 200 zuz. 
The Gemara says that the reason she's believed is because there were witnesses. But if there are no witnesses, the husband is believed, which implies that the Mishnah is not in accordance with Gamaliel, who believes a woman who claims she was violated after her arison and entitles her to a full ksuba. The Gemara answers that it can even be Gamaliel. In the earlier Mishnah, Gamaliel believed her because it was a case of Bari Vashema, but here it's a case of Bari Vibari. So the two acrobats with the large toes who performed a trapeze act at a wedding and were aiding at the call down below went out with a veil, were so surprised when they overheard the caterer tell guests this wedding hall property was your father's and I bought it from him which reminds me of Yeshua's mode in the Miku case of someone saying this field was your father's but I bought it from him he's believed for the same mouth that is forbidden is the mouth that is permitted this is a case of here there's no slaughtered ox before you meaning there was no grounds for a claim if the person had kept quiet about the field no one would have ever investigate it but in the case of the woman who claims she was violated after the Kedushan Rabbi Yeshua holds she's not believed since it was a chas and not finding the basulim that initiated the claim so the two acrobats with the large toes who performed a trapeze act at a wedding and were aiding at the call down below went out with a veil were so surprised when they overheard the caterer tell a guest this wedding hall property was your father's and I bought it from him that they knocked over a coast of truma wine that was being passed in front of the kala which reminds us a bright solicited various signs that a kala was a basura one of them being they passed before her an announcement cup. Ravada Barav explained that they passed before a cup of truma wine as if to say that if she married a Kohen, she's fitting to eat truma. When Rapapa objected and said that an Alman who marries a Kohen could also eat truma, the Gemara answers, This call is having relations with her chasin is a first for her, like truma is the first that is separated from one's produce. So the simmer Zain is a used car salesman. So here goes. The used car salesman, used car salesman, that must mean more duff. Yud Zion. The used car salesman who told the chassan that the kawa was very beautiful and that he would never lie, which reminds us we have a Malkos Beisham Beisil regarding Kates of Maraknim, What do we say in the presence of the kawa? Do we say the truth or do we say kawa nava chasuda? So the used car salesman who told the chassan that the kawa was very beautiful and that he would never lie, and who had a side business selling used shofars at massive levayas, which reminds us it was taught in a brisa, where mavatl tamatora to carry the dead out to burial and to accompany a kawa to the chuppah. When does this apply when there are not a sufficient number of people doing so? But when the number of people is sufficient, one may not be mavatl as learning. The more asked, what is considered a sufficient number of people to honor a deceased? And Rav Shmuel Barinia said in the name of Rav, 12,000 men and 6,000 men with chauffeurs for a total of 18,000 people. Other opinions are brought as well. So the used car salesman who told the chassan that the car was very beautiful and that he would never lie and who had a side business selling used chauffeurs at massive levayas didn't realize the car couldn't be seen behind her enuma where she was dozing. Which reminds us, the mission had stated, that if there are witnesses that the call went out with a hinuma to indicate that she's a basula, she receives a ksuba of 200 zuz. They were asked, what is a hinuma? Surah Bar Papa said in the name of Ziiri, it's a round canopy of hadasim. Yochanan said, it's a veil in which the bride dozes. Rashi explains that since the eyes are covered by the veil, she sometimes dozes behind it. The term hinuma is related to tenuma, which is Hebrew for slumber. So the simmer Dafyudhes is a chuppah. So here goes. It was an embarrassing moment at the chuppah. Chuppah. That must be more in Dafyudhes. It was an embarrassing moment at the chuppah when a borrower who borrowed with Adim tried to pay the chassan back without Adim, which reminds us the Gemara teaches that the halacha is hamalvas chaverol be'edim enosar chafarol be'edim that if one borrows from someone in the presence of witnesses, the borrower is not required to repay him in the presence of witnesses. 
So it was an embarrassing moment of the chuppah when a borrower who borrowed with Adim tried to pay the chassan back without Adim. And the chassan said, I lent you more. And the borrower was only Modib Mixas, which reminds us, Rabbi taught me if name Ma'am Ratora Modib Mixas Satan and Yeshava. Why did the Torah say that one who admits to a part of a claim must swear that the denial of the other part is true? Chazaka ain't adamayiz panam bifnei balchova because it's a chazaka that a person is not brazen enough to deny his obligation in the face of his lender. Therefore, it's possible that the debtor really wished to deny the entire loan. And the reason he did not deny it entirely is only because the person is not brazen enough to deny the entire loan to the face of the lender. Rubber brings another rationale as well. So it was an embarrassing moment of the chuppah when a borrower who borrowed with Adim tried to pay the chas back without aiding. And the chassan said, I lent you more, and the borrower was only motive amix us. And then the aiding suddenly spoke up and said, we were forced with a financial threat, but we're not believed, which reminds us, the next mission states that if witnesses come to certify a document, and they say, this is our handwriting, but we were forced to sign, or we were minors when we were signed, or we were unfit to testify, they're believed. Rami bar said that this applies when they were forced with a threat to their lives. But if they said they were forced with a threat to their finances, they're not believed because ain adam mesim atzmo rasha. A person cannot establish himself as a rasha. Rasha explains that a witness cannot disqualify himself with a self-incriminating statement because karv hu eitzel atzmo v'karv pasul edus. A person is considered related to himself and a person cannot testify about his relatives. All right, so now it's time to conclude with our 10-question pop quiz. Number one. Which stuff do you learn that it's a malchokas if the are believed when they say modahayu devarenu, which is said when they try to save the seller who was coerced to sell? That's on duff. Your test. Good. Number two. Which stuff do you learn if witnesses say the handwriting of a document is theirs, but they were forced with a financial threat? They're not believed because ain adam mesim atzmo Russia. That's on duff. Your test. Good. Number three. Which stuff do we discuss the status of an abandoned child, whether it's considered a Jew or a Nachri? That's on Duff. Tezvav. Good. Number four. Which of the one that one of the signs that a call was a basur was when they passed before her a kos shel basura, which is a cup of truma wine? That's on Duff. Tezain. Good. Number five. Which stuff did the Gemara seek to clarify who said shtar amanhuza? Was it the malva, the lover, the aiding? That's on Duff. Your test. Good number six. Which stuff do you learn that Mavato Tamator for Levi's Kala and a sufficient number for Levi is twelve thousand people with six thousand blowing chauffeurs? That's on Dav. Yudzain. Good number seven. Which stuff do you learn regarding Kate's of Marakti Mufne Hakala? That's on Dav. Yudzain. Good number eight. Which stuff do you learn that a prisoner borrowed in front of Adim does not need to repay the loan in front of Adim? That's on Dav. Good number nine. Which stuff did we learn that a hinuma is on there a canopy of hadasim or a veil where the kala sometimes dozes? That's on Duff. Yudzain. Good number ten. Which stuff did we learn why the Torah says a modiba mixas swears? That's on Duff. Yudches. Excellent. Right. That concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ram Goldham Zikr. Wishing you a great day and great learning.